You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about last night's episode, including something that was very nostalgic in that episode in regards to me and my family. There was a few things left out of that episode. As I mentioned yesterday, the puppet show was completely dismissed and cut from the episode. There was something else that was not even shown that was in the spoilers that I posted months ago. Uh, We're going to talk about the one-on-one date. We're going to talk about Christina already causing problems and the thing that she said to Brianna. We're going to go over reader emails, give you an update on the fan appreciation party in Las Vegas. And we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Trivia Star. It's got thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game in the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. If you love the Real Housewives, then get ready for some Real House guys because Friday nights on MTV are now fabulous. Don't miss the Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights, after RuPaul's Drag Race, Friday nights, 9, 8 central on MTV. And also, if you love the Jersey Shore, get ready, because this season's going to be the biggest family vacation ever. You don't want to miss it. Be sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation every Thursday night at 8, 7 central on MTV. All right, let's get started. Uh, before we talk about last night's episode, which my recap will be up on realitysteve.com in a couple hours, You can check that out. It's going to be a lot of written of what you're going to hear in this podcast, but obviously can be um, some things I might forget in this that I put on the column, and sometimes I uh, will have something in here that I forget to put in the column just going over my notes. But um, I think one of the biggest things from last night's episode going over it is the fact of what was left out. And, you know, I'd say two big things, although Brianna did get enough camera time, was the fact that Brianna was, I want to say, lavished with gifts when she won the challenge for whatever you want to call that challenge, the Big Bitch Energy Challenge, I don't know, because Lotto hosted it. Uh, She was given a bunch of gifts at the end because she won, and yet they never showed it, and they never referenced it at the after party. So she definitely uh, did well, uh, probably, remember, because she put Zach in the chair and basically... Uh, pretended to do a little strip tease. It was probably the best one of the women who competed in that catwalk and that competition. But, you know, I think it's it was just interesting that they totally left that out. Why not show that she won? They've always shown who, you know, judges choose as the winner and stuff like that. But they just left Brianna out. I'm not sure why. And we go to the after party of that date, and the only people they show Zach talking to at the after party, with any significant amount of time, they do clips of him sitting there, and when Tazwan came in, he was talking to Kat, but we weren't really engaged in what Zach and Kat were talking about. The only ones we saw him with were Catherine and Brianna, and Catherine told them, you know, you're not just my friend, and, you know, they ended up kissing. Brianna got very emotional with them because she has... Um, felt that um, because she was chosen by America, she had doubt in her mind that Zach actually wanted her because he didn't make the decision about her 
on night one. So she got emotional. Zach was talking to her and he felt bad for her. But again, at no point were we ever informed that, oh yeah, by the way, Brianna won the group date, even though I had that in the spoilers for you um, a couple months ago when I gave you the report on what happened on that date and that Tazwan and Victoria Fuller and Courtney Robertson were on it. Then, of course, Tazwan comes in while he's talking to Kat and asks to, you know, join the show. She's attracted to Zach. She wants to join. Again, something that was very bizarre that they left out, they don't even show Zach telling her no. They show him saying, Tazwan, can I pull you away for a second and talk to you? And then the next thing we see is him sitting back down with the women and saying no. Which is fine, but why wouldn't we why wouldn't they show him telling Tazwan, Hey, I just don't think it's you know, they show every other dumping in the show. Why wouldn't they show us him dumping Tazwan and just saying, Hey, just want to let you know that, you know, just I you know, you, you could chalk it up to, well, gosh, you know, she joined so late, Steve. This was the first date of the season. This wasn't shown out of order. It's not like he had developed such a connection with all these women that he would be doing them a disservice. And I said this when I posted the spoiler. I'm like, I wonder what he says to her, because usually when someone tries to join late, like a Heather Martin on Matt season, it's very easy to come in and say, hey, these women have so much of a head start on you. I, I'd feel really bad if I allowed you to still compete in this season. This was the first date of the season. He can't say that to Tazwan, so why not just let her join? But I guess he has his reasons. He's that it's you know it's his call. He's do whatever he wants. But just weird that they didn't show it to us. Why not? They show us every other dump on this show. So anyway, he ends up giving the um, the group date rose to Catherine, and like I said, it was going to be between Catherine and Brianna because anytime you watch a group date, all you have to do is see who they show him spending the most time with. And they'll usually give you anywhere between two to four or five options. This one, they only showed you two options. It was either going to be Catherine or Brianna. Like he's not going to give a group date rose to somebody we never see him talking to on TV. Obviously he speaks to all of them there, but they're not going to show nine different conversations. They just don't. So Tazwan obviously doesn't get any sort of, um, love from Zach and she gets sent home and the next date was very similar to pilot Pete's in the fact that Christina got the one-on-one date and she got to go meet Zach's family. I don't remember pilot Pete taking Maddie in a helicopter, but so they take a helicopter and the next thing we know, they're at their house, which was really weird. There was, I, you know, they went to the Anaheim Hills Golf Course that day. I guess they'd never bothered to show that either. <laughs> just, just cutting everything out uh, for whatever reason. I have no idea. They go to the house, and very similar. Wasn't Peter's parents celebrating their anniversary? This one, they were celebrating Zach's mother's birthday, and Christina, you know, in her head saying, I, you know, I need to tell him about the fact that I have a daughter. She had not uh, mentioned that yet. So the night portion of that date is Christina and Zach at the Orange County Mining Company, which I told you the day it was happening that the night portion was going to be filmed there. And it's interesting because <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a place that uh, my brother-in-law worked at for many years. This was a place that my mother got remarried at and had the reception at in 2010. 
And so, yeah, it was just kind of weird to see it all done up. Obviously, the show goes in there and decorates it themselves, but it's very, very uh, weird seeing a place you've been to many times actually shown on this show, especially a restaurant like that that's up at kind of the top of a hill in Orange County. And it uh, it was just weird <laughs> seeing it, uh, having been there. I, I can't I can't. I've lost track of how many times we had Easter brunch at the Orange County Mining Company as well when I was living in California. But, yeah, um, she tells him about her child. Zach seems to get a little bit flustered. He didn't know. Not necessarily it was a negative thing, but he got very emotional. I got to say, through two episodes, Zach's the most emotional bachelor we've ever had, correct? Through two episodes? Has it really even been close? Like, he cried two different times in episode two. I don't think that really happens very much with the leads. But he definitely um, was saying he was struggling with the fact that Christina had a child, had a daughter, Blakely, but he was happy about it. It's like struggling in a good way and gave her the rose. Okay. Now, if you missed it, yesterday I tweeted out, hey, Group date gets cut, and it was in yesterday's Daily Roundup. Group date got cut. The puppet date. All of it. Gone. Putty hosted it. Gone. No Patrick Warburton whatsoever. I know a lot of you asked why. I don't have an answer as to why. I don't think the show has an answer as to why. Maybe they'll release some of the clips on the Instagram account today for The Bachelor. It's possible. Um, was there really anything in last night that they had to keep in there so to keep out five to seven minutes of a of a puppet group date. I didn't really see anything, but maybe they really wanted to focus on the Christina stuff. That's going to take over next episode. But so all they did was show the women showing up at nighttime and talking to Zach. And I guess the thing that we learned most in the group date was Zach made out with freaking everybody. First, we see him talk to Ariel and she had them write down their biggest fears, and one of them she wrote down was to not be kissed tonight. Oh, Ariel. She knows what she's doing. Like, you literally are putting the guy on the spot, and that's the easiest way to get a kiss, right? Because if he doesn't kiss her, then clearly he's not into her. But when she says, yeah, my biggest fear is not to be kissed tonight, I mean, he's got to do it at that point, you know? Very, very manipulative, yet slick on Ariel's part. Then we see him with Greer. He makes out with her. Then we see him with Katie. He makes out with her. Then we see him with K Charity. He makes out with her. Then we see him with Jess, and he makes out with her. Then we see him with Genevi, and he makes out with her. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. And then the focal point of the this group date after party was focusing on Gabby so much, who literally could pass for a D'Amelio sister. And... Some people said she could. She actually looks like Courtney Robertson. I see that as well, too. Um, but Gabby was just so in her head, and she felt like everyone was having a great connection with them, and she got to talk to them, and she kind of just had diarrhea of the mouth and was just going on and on, and it kind of never really went anywhere. They didn't show us that he kissed her. Maybe he did, but they never showed it. And so... 
My guess is he didn't kiss her because she was crying as they were leaving. And she was just upset because she felt like she kind of just blew her time with him because she never got time with him on the first night. And this was her first chance and everyone else had a great connection. And she felt like she blew it. He ends up giving the rose to Jess. And I think this is one where we saw him have a significant amount of time with six or seven of them. So we didn't really know where the group date was Rose was going on this one. Then we get to the after party or the cocktail party and Gabby wants to redeem herself. And if you're a woman, how do you redeem yourself at the cocktail party? Yes, of course. Peanut butter cups. They do peanut butter cups, lady in the tramp style, and then they make out. And what better way to make out with somebody when you've got fudge and peanut butter stuck between your teeth? Can you really beat that? The answer is no, you can't. So kudos to Gabby for hooking that up. Brooklyn took him outside because, you know, she barrel races. So she's very good at using a lasso. And I wish she had Wonder Woman's lasso because then she could tie it around. What does the lasso do for Wonder Woman? It makes the people forget. Isn't that it? If she gets you in the lasso, you just forget everything that happened, like your mind gets zapped. That'd be a really cool thing to have. But alas, Brooklyn doesn't have that. She's just got a regular lasso and she's teaching Zach. They kiss as well. And then the biggest uh, storyline of the cocktail party was the fact that Brooklyn was put off by what Christina said to her on the first night. And Christina did come up to her at some point. And they showed us some of the conversation last week, but they focused on it this week where Christina, during, you know, just mingling time, told her, I hate you, just kidding. And it was kind of like a joke of, you know, basically, I'm jealous of you because you got America's rose. And Christina didn't. Remember, she was one of the five on the After the Final Rose. So, And that really didn't sit well with Brianna, which it shouldn't have because you don't want to hear that on the first night. I think there's going to be people out there that think Brianna totally overreacted to this, and I don't agree. It bothered her. She's allowed to be bothered by the behavior of others. And this is only going to spiral into next week. We already saw the previews for next week's episode where all the women seem to be coming down on Christina for how she acts and she feels threatened. If she feels threatened by anybody, she goes for the kill, whatever the case may be. But we all know next week is Christina's last episode, which is a really, really hard fall from you know being the only one who has her last name on the screen to being one of the five on the live after the final rose, to getting the first one-on-one of the season and being gone by the end of episode three. Like, that's an abject failure on her part. With that said, there isn't a doubt in my mind, and I don't think there's a doubt in anyone else's mind, that Christina is going to be easily uh, original cast down in Paradise this summer. There's no, there's, I mean, she could just book her ticket right now to Paradise because we know she's going to be there, and she is going to be one of the major... Uh, quote-unquote stars down in paradise this summer for sure. But, yeah, that was basically it. Um, what was it? Cat, Kimberly, and uh, Victoria. The one who announced her divorce when she was officially announced as part of the cast. You know, she didn't have much of a showing uh, on this show. She's much more entertaining on her TikTok and on her social media channels. But, yeah, next week is going to be all about Christina, and we're going to see 
how the women react to her and her reaction to getting called out. It's probably not going to be pretty, probably not going to be a fun episode for her. But again, all I can do is say you don't need to go comment on her Instagram page and tell her she sucks and tell her she's a horrible mother and all that stuff that trolls do. Just leave her alone. There's no point. What's you know what, what are you going to do? What are you going to get out of it by doing that? Nothing. So, that's all I suggest to everybody out there. As always, reader emails is up tomorrow. So get your emails in. Email me at steve at realitysteve.com. Sometimes I'll use the ones that come through on DMs on Instagram or Twitter, but I, it's, it's more than likely I usually forget to put those in because everything in reader emails is in my inbox. And it's just, it's so much easier to just transfer into my reader email inbox and then just start answering them. So if you have a question, comment, thoughts on everything so far on this season, anything else, email me at steve at realitysteve.com and we'll go over that and that will be in tomorrow's column. And maybe I'll even use some of the Q&A. If I don't get enough this week, maybe I'll use some from the Q&A I did on Instagram uh, this past weekend. And you know, one of the questions that I did answer, someone asked me about, you know, who would be my number, my top three podcast guests. And look, it's, it's, it's not an easy question to answer because it comes with qualifications. Like, are you talking about if nothing is off the table and I'm allowed to ask them anything I want? Well, then my guess would be Robert Mills and Chris Harrison. Like, those are the two that I'd want to talk to the most from this franchise. But those two would never agree to do an interview where every where nothing is off the table. It'd be there's no way. So it's it's frustrating because most of the conversations that I want to have with people from this franchise, I can't do. And if I can do it, it's long after the fact and then it's like, well, why are we still talking about this? So it's tough. And like I said, Robert Mills and Chris Harrison There are so many things I would love to ask them, expose them about, put them in very uncomfortable positions. And another reason why they probably wouldn't do it is because not only would they probably legally can't answer things, they just don't want to be asked tough questions. I mean, it's still amazing to this day that the show hasn't even ever addressed why Chris Harrison is no longer the host of the show. Like, we we know why he is, but the show has never released a statement other than thanks Chris for all your years of heart. Like, wait a second. Why are you getting rid of him? What happened? (laughs) Is it because he did the interview with Rachel is because of what he said? Is it because of his apology? That wasn't really coming across that sincere. Exactly. What was the reasoning for letting him go of his job? Is it because he didn't want to come back? Was he going to quit anyway? Like there's so many things you could ask both Robert Mills and Chris Harrison. Like those are the type of things I'd ask them. And we all know in a million years, they'd never answer those. So tough question. Uh, The other one I answered was Pilot Pete for the same exact reason. You know, I talked about it with uh, when I was talking about Christina's one on one date last night. And I've talked about this in last week's podcast, I believe, as well. Is I think from November of 2019 to March of 2020, Pilot Pete led one hell of a life. And I would love for him to actually finally address this and give us honest answers, but he never will. I know that she's all batch had him on their podcast and they tried to get it out of him, and he kind of skirted around the questions. So 
Again, that's why when you ask me who would I love to talk to, Robert Mills, Chris Harrison, Pilot Pete, and yet none of them would ever come on and none of them would ever be up for answering the questions that I want answers to. And I'm sure a lot of you do. It's not like I'm, a, I'm asking questions that nobody else wants to know the answers to. Trust me, that's exactly what we all want to know. Peter, you proposed to Hannah. You broke up with her two months later. You saw Kelly that weekend. What happened? Did you guys exchange numbers? Did you talk? Did you hook up? Wait a second. Hannah Brown came into the picture and you slept with her. Wait a second. There were rumors about a producer. Wait a second. Now you're getting back with Maddie? Wait, why is Kelly in the After the Fun of Rose audience? Why are you with Kelly two weeks later? Why did you tell that your mother and your father sitting there in the audience that you were in love with this woman and two days later decided to release an Instagram statement saying, oh, no, we're broken up? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's so much good stuff there. And this guy never's had to address it. He's never had to take any accountability for how he acted for those four or five months. From the time he got engaged to Hannah Ann till the time he was with Kelly once the pandemic started in Chicago when we saw the pictures of him and Kelly and Dustin, that guy was all around town. And we have no idea what's going through his mind. But he'll never answer it and he'll never be honest and that's what sucks. Anyway, wanted to end with this. I mentioned last week um, after the premiere that the Reality C Fan Appreciation Party is happening Friday, June 2nd at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Two days after I announced that, we were about a third of the way full. Now we're over half the way full. So I got about 35 spots left. So if you're interested, please email me, steve at realitysteve.com. If you're out of town, your flight itinerary is your confirmation into the party. Just let me know the names of everybody who will be attending. If you're driving in, I need to see a hotel reservation. And if you are a Vegas local, just promise me you're not going to flake. But email me at Steve at Reality Steve if you're interested. If you can't buy your ticket right now, but give me a heads up that you're like, I'm going to buy it later. I can at least put you on hold and give you a certain time frame where I would need you to purchase the ticket buy. You don't have to buy it today, but at least tell me that you are interested and I can at least reserve a spot because we're over halfway full right now. And the party is not for what? February, March, April, February, March, April, May, four months away. And I've got 35, around 35 spots left. And um, I don't know who is coming, but I guarantee in terms of, you know, people you may know or people you heard on the podcast before, but definitely it's going to be people that um, have been on the podcast before. I just don't know who invitations are, are out to a few of them and we just kind of take it from there. Um, I, you know, I hope to, I hope to have a few of them there. So I will keep you updated on that. But yeah, if you're interested, just email me and you don't have to buy your ticket right away, but at least let me know so I can reserve a spot for you. And I'll give you an update of like, Hey, if we get like into next month and the ticket still isn't bought. I'll be have to be like, hey, you know, just let you know I need it by, you know, a certain date. Just so I know that you are, uh, they are coming and you're not holding a spot for somebody that uh, that wants to go. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of, we have quite a few repeats that are coming that have been in the past. So I'm always down for that. That's no problem. That's, that means they seem to be enjoying the party. And like I said, it's just a it's just a mingle. Uh, it, it, this isn't like some tea spilling party. It's just a way to thank uh, my readers and my listeners uh, for supporting me all these years. I throw it once a year. It's usually the first weekend in June, 
and it's going to be the same thing this year. It's going to be the same place it's been for now five of the seven years I've had it. And, you know, Mandalay Bay hooks me up with that room. They're very generous. And um, just a way to connect with the audience and uh, and meet you guys and say hi and just kind of mingle. And like I said, open beer and wine bar all night. There will be food there and there are prizes, casino chips and usually some raffle stuff. So anyway, if you are interested and you're still interested in joining, just let me know. Give me a heads up and let me know you're coming or and how many people would be in your party. So email me, steve at realitysteve.com. Thank you very much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. The column will be up in a couple hours. The Sports Daily Podcast is up in an hour. And we will be back once again tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup. I'm Reality Steve. Thank you for tuning in. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!